Welcome to the No Gray Area Pod, where we discuss breaking news and top stories in the world of sports. Hosted by two brothers that love heated discussions. The NGA Pod begins in three, two, one. like to welcome you to another episode of the no gray area pod officially episode five as we continue along here in the middle of college football season Corey cooper joining me uh garrett cooper here along the no gray area pod and great to have another week of college and pro football here in the books as we in, uh, head towards the end of september and into october We have a lot of big games coming up. Also in the NFL, there's going to be a lot of big games. So I'm looking forward to talking about them and uh, getting everything going with this episode. Yeah, so we'll dive right in. Expect to move along this episode pretty quickly. We'll go ahead and cover some of the big games from College Football Week 5 coming up. It's a a pretty beefy slate of college football action. Uh, We'll cover a couple of games that we really like along um, the action in college football. We'll start with Friday night. Uh, kickoff at 9.30 p.m. It'll be the number 15 Washington Huskies going on the road to face the UCLA Bruins. Washington favored by three in this one. Uh, both teams undefeated going in. The over-under is 64.5. Corey, what do you like in this ballgame? Oh, I'm uh, not a big fan of UCLA in this game. I've seen them earlier in the year, and they just they look kind of shaky against some of the teams that are inferior against them. So I think Washington's going to be a team that overpower them and uh, really take control of this game early. Yeah, Penix um, and the Washington Huskies offense doing a great job against Stanford last week, uh, winning that one comfort- comfortably. And this will be the first – a uh, real road test for the Washington Huskies going on the road in conference, facing a, a conference foe like the UCLA Bruins. And if you're the UCL, UCLA Bruins and Coach Chip Kelly, uh, you have your your quarterback and running back uh, always playing well um, in the backfield and a chance to put up a lot of points on both sides in this one. I think the team that has the ball last has a chance to win this one, and I think this will be a dogfight throughout. Um, I like Washington on the road, but would not be surprised if UCLA comes away with victory in this one. Yeah, I'm leaning more towards Washington in this game. I think they just have the better team and a uh, better quarterback on their side. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this game plays out, but I'm definitely on Washington's side of the ball on this one. I'm also taking over 64.5 points in the Washington game. Uh, as I expect, I expect this one to be a score fest, at least uh, for both offenses, just operating on all cylinders uh, in this one. So as we move forward, it'll be the number four Michigan Wolverines going on the road and facing Iowa in Big Ten play. That one a morning kickoff and 11 a.m. kick. Um, Michigan favored by 11 points on the road. The over under a low one in this one. The total sitting at 42 currently. Corey, I don't think there will be a lot of scoring in this one, so it makes me wonder if laying the 11 with Michigan is the right play here. Yeah, I like Michigan in this game. It's just tough always going into Iowa. They're a very tough team. Their coach always has them prepared to play. And so 
Iowa loves getting big matchups like this where they can play uh, Ohio State or, or Michigan in a top game and really be a thorn in their side. So I'm looking I'm looking at Michigan to be able to cover that spread, but it's not going to be as easy as everyone thinks it's going to be. Yeah, I think this may have the potential to be a 10- to 7-point game, but I'm scared to death that Iowa won't be able to score enough points in this one. That's why I think Michigan is able to cover the 11 points. Give me Michigan minus the 11. Yeah, I'm also on Michigan minus the 11. I just think that offense is too high-powered, but Iowa is a very stingy team, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little close at the end. Now, as we move forward, another big contest in the 11 o'clock slate on Saturday. It's the number seven Kentucky Wildcats going on the road in SEC play. They travel to Ole Miss and will face the Ole Miss Rebels. Currently, Ole Miss, the number 14 team in the country, favored at home by seven in this one, the total 54. I think Ole Miss has an excellent opportunity to upset Kentucky. I think Kentucky is in unfamiliar territory being a top 10 team. It's different when you're the hunted than you are the hunt, than you if you are the hunter. I think Ole Miss carries that hunter label into this one. I think they protect the home field and get a victory by at least a touchdown. Yeah, the one thing I love about this game is that it's two matchup or it's a matchup against two of the higher caliber offenses in the in the country. Uh, both of the quarterbacks are very good. One of them is going to be vying for a Heisman Trophy this year, and Will Levis. And I like, I really like Will Levis to show his potential and really get that Heisman Trophy game under his belt in this one and come away with that win. Another matchup, two actually, we have two big Big Twelve matchups this week. Uh, first in the eleven a.m. slot, the number eighteen Oklahoma Sooners coming off of a, a heartbreaking uh, kind of. Um, loss where they were kind of dominated from start to finish by Kansas State in Norman, Oklahoma. They go on the road. They'll face the TCU Horn Frogs, who are also undefeated under new head coach Sonny Dykes, an opportunity for TCU to be able to upset a top 25 team. Oklahoma minus six and a half in this one. The total over under is 69. Uh, Corey, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think Oklahoma looks to rebound after a disappointing showing in, in Norman last week. I think Oklahoma could smell blood in the water, and I think they show up and dominate from start to finish in this one. Yeah, it was a very disappointing loss for them last week against Kansas State. Uh, they kept it close the entire game, but really Kansas State kind of controlled the game for the most part, for the most part in that game. And uh, they're really looking to rebound against the TCU team, who's looked pretty decent to start the year. Uh, I know they're hungry and they're looking forward to this top matchup, but I'm still on Oklahoma to get the job done and rebound from what they did last week. A big afternoon matchup in the SEC. It's the number two Alabama Crimson Tide going on the road to face the number 20 Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas coming off of a heartbreaking loss where a very rare occurrence happened in a, on a football field. A field goal to give Arkansas the lead actually hits the top of the upright and then falls back into play. If it doesn't touch the top of the upright, it might be deemed good and Arkansas comes into this game maybe undefeated after beating uh, A&M in a rivalry game. I think Arkansas is going to be electric uh, at 2.30 in the afternoon. This would be a little bit more interesting if it was a night game. A similar situation, Alabama has to go on the road in a hostile environment similar to what they did at Texas. I wonder if that team has learned enough about themselves to this point to really 
step on the accelerator and extend out past the 17 and a half points they're favored over under at 60 and a half. I like Arkansas plus the 17 and a half in this one. I think this is a 10 point game late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm all over Alabama in this one. I think this is an opportunity for them to really flex their muscles and show the country that this team's here to play and win a championship this year. And I just don't think Arkansas has got the athletic ability to stay on the same field as Alabama. Uh, they've been really good, but they, they played an Al- or a Texas A&M team last week where they just didn't look very well, on, uh, didn't look very good on offense against that defense. And Alabama's got just as good of a defense, if not better than A&M's. And so I think that Alabama's defense will have their way with their offense and be able to run up the score on them early and take control of this game. Second big Big 12 matchup of the afternoon. It'll be the number nine Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys going on the road and a rematch of the Big 12 championship game from last year. They're going on the road to face the number 16 Baylor Bears. And that'll be a 230 kick. Baylor currently favored by two and a half points. The over-under is 56 and a half. I like Oklahoma State in a revenge spot here. I think they go on the road, get the victory. I think they show the world that they are the best team in the Big 12 and an opportunity for them to kind of continue marching on um, throughout Big 12 play, but they've got to get this victory here. Yeah, it's always going to be a tough game to go into Baylor and try to win, but uh, I'm definitely on – I just don't like the fact that Baylor hasn't had a very good time on their offensive side of the ball. Their defense is always going to be decent under Coach Dave Aranda, but I just I like Oklahoma State to come in here and get the job done against them and uh, their offense and their, their offense to be able to take advantage of that defense. Big game to cap off the night night's action on Saturday. It'll be the number 10 North Carolina State Wolfpack going on the road to face the number five Clemson Tigers in an ACC battle. Um, in Clemson, uh, the the uh, line currently Clemson minus six and a half, over under forty three. I'm just not sure North Carolina State can score enough points to stay with Clemson in this one. Clemson also having to come off of a big game against Wake Forest last weekend. Um, this game will be closer than most people expect, but I do expect Clemson to get the victory by at least a touchdown. I'm actually going to be on NC State in this one. I still, I've been saying this for weeks that I'm just not impressed by Clemson's quarterback play. And I don't think that in a big game like this, where it's a top 10 matchup and NC State's just, they're here and they're they're ready to do battle and they're wanting to get into that college football playoff this year. Uh, I think this is a big game for NC State where they can be putting Clemson on an upset watch and definitely get the job done. So I, I like NC State to be able to take care of business in this game. And we talked about the Big 12 with a couple of big matchups here um, in week five of the college football season. Uh, I wonder if you, you know, with Texas taking the loss against Texas Tech on the road last week, Oklahoma taking the loss at home against Kansas State. I firmly believe that they're in, and even Kansas, Kansas is still undefeated, unranked at this point, but Kansas undefeated thus far after going on the road and getting an impressive victory against West Virginia last week. And then following up that week before that, going on the road to Houston and getting a victory there. I think you have a case where the big 12 may be the best conference from top to bottom, but I, they might be in a situation where, because there's no real 
non-quality teams in the conference, no bottom feeders, so to speak, I think you might have a situation where any team in the Big 12 can get upset at any time, which is why I think nobody's coming out of this conference with an unblemished record and could potentially cost them an opportunity to play in the college football playoff. And I'm going to be on the opposite end of that spectrum. I think that this is a week where Oklahoma State can really take control of the Big 12 and show everybody that there is a top contender in the Big 12 that is is capable of being in the college football playoff. And I think Oklahoma State can be that uh, be that team. They're not going to have an easy schedule in the Big 12. As you said, there's any given week where any Big 12 team can be upset by another, and it's not very top-heavy like some of the other conferences. But uh, I do like Oklahoma State to be that team to rise from the Big 12 and be that team to win the championship and ultimately get into the college football playoff. Yeah, and ultimately, you're now at week five in the college football season, and we're starting to see some of the best teams in each conference kind of separate themselves uh, from the rest of the pack, especially in the Big Ten. You have essentially Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State. In the SEC, you have Georgia, Alabama, Kentucky, and then it's kind of everyone else at this point. Um, You have in the Big 12, that's the one conference that hasn't had really the cream of the crop separate itself. The ACC, it's Clemson and North Carolina State, and they're going to decide who essentially is the leader of the pack this weekend. And then in the Pac-12, you ultimately have, you know, USC kind of pacing everyone with Washington and Utah kind of chasing at the heels of a USC team that's led by uh, Coach Lincoln Riley coming over from Oklahoma. And then again, I just think you're seeing the cream start to rise to the top. I think we're starting to see the difference between the really good teams and the teams that are average to just slightly above average. It'll be interesting to see kind of how that uh, separation continues uh, on throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, I just I think we're heading into conference play, especially over in the SEC where you've got so many teams that are in the top 25 and you're getting ready for an Alabama-Arkansas matchup where that's a two versus 20. Yes, Arkansas has already taken a loss and you expect Alabama to win that game on the road. But uh, entering SEC play and Big uh, Big Ten play where you expect the really the college football playoff to be molded by a Michigan or Ohio State team an Alabama team and maybe another team out of the SEC and then USC over in the pack. So, I mean, we just really don't know yet. We've, we've kind of gotten a visual of what these teams can be and their potential. But once we get into the bulk of their conference schedules and see what they are against these other top 25 teams in their own, in their own conferences, then we'll really be able to see it. I just, me personally, I need to see more out of teams like Ohio State, who I'm I'm kind of on the fence about, about uh, whether they're an actual contender this year or not, whether they can win a championship. I still think Michigan is the is the team to beat in the Big t- in the Big Ten, and also I'm not I'm not sure about Alabama either because they had that shaky game against UT, and then UT follows that up with uh, yes, their quarterbacks hurt and they're dealing with injuries right now, but they follow that up the next two weeks with a close game against UTSA and then losing. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think the jury's still out for some of these top teams and I don't really, I don't really know how it's going to play out, but it is going to be exciting to see these teams go through these, uh, their schedules uh, in their conferences coming up. 
And as we move to the grown men's league, the NFL in week four action, uh, some big games coming up along the NFL schedule this weekend. And we'll start with the game tonight. It'll be the Miami Dolphins coming off of a huge 21 to 19 victory over the Buffalo Bills at home. They'll travel on the road in a short week. Their quarterback a little banged up. They'll go on the road to face the Cincinnati Bengals and an opportunity for the Cincinnati Bengals to really get their season righted and be heading in the right direction. Uh, Joe Burrow beginning to show signs of life. Cincinnati minus three and a half, the over under 48. What do you think about this game, Corey? Big spot for the Bengals to really show that they're still a top team in the AFC and uh, flex their muscles on Miami. Uh, I think Joe Burrow kind of figured things out last week uh, with his offense. Yeah, they had a little shaky ending to their game, but Overall, that was a pretty damn good uh, offensive uh, output for them last week. And they're still trying to figure things out with the teams kind of locking in on Jamar Chase and uh, kind of taking that option away. So Burroughs having to find other options like T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd and uh, get Mixon going in the running game. Uh, he's still dealing with an offensive line issue where they're still kind of letting him get banged up every week. But I do do like the Bengals to come out and uh, show Miami that they're still for real and uh, they're going to be a contender this year. And uh, I like Bengals to take care of this one at home. Yeah, I'm also on the Bengals as well. An opportunity for Joe Burrow to really put a statement on this one. I think the Dolphins suffer a little bit of a hangover from the divisional victory that they got over the Buffalo Bills. A really hard-fought game. Those stats in that game very misleading as Buffalo dominated in every stat category, just was unable to come away with the victory in that one. And we'll dive into the Buffalo Bills next as they'll be on the road at the Baltimore Ravens. Buffalo currently favored by three points, the over-under at 51 I think this could be a very high-scoring affair. I think this one's got fireworks written all over it. I think the Bills win this one and cover the three-point spread as well as this game goes way over the total of 51. Yeah, I'm kind of torn on this game. I think everybody just doesn't really know who Baltimore is this year. Uh, We obviously know Lamar Jackson. He's trying to get that big contract, and he's playing at a very high MVP level right now. Uh, and it's just so unpredictable. Like, you don't know which Baltimore you're going to get week in and week out, but you know they're going to play hard. Uh, can Buffalo stop that connection between him and Andrews? I don't know, but that connection has been something else this year. And he's really been a solid safety blanket for Lamar Jackson every week in that offense. Uh, and Buffalo's looking to rebound after that disappointing loss to Miami. And uh, now they're down in their division. Miami's now leading that division. And so they've got to bounce back and get another win. Uh, but it's tough to do that whenever you're going into Baltimore. And Baltimore is a very tough to, uh, tough place to play. Their defense always brings it. They just signed Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, so he's going to be a nice addition to that defense. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking for Lamar Jackson to be all over the Bills' defense and really flex his MVP muscles this week and uh, uh, let Baltimore come away with the victory. Yeah, like I said, I just think, with Buffalo's injuries on the defensive side of the football, especially in the secondary. Um, They're really built to pressure the quarterback uh, when he drops back to pass. That's not what Lamar Jackson's game is. So I think this is actually a team that could really put up some points on the Buffalo Bills. I think this turns into a shootout quickly. Like I said, I love over 51 points in this game, and I really do like Buffalo minus the three at home. I mean, minus the three on the road after they suffered a loss they should have won last week. I think they're going to be hungry. I think they're going to be out to prove a point. Moving on, the next big game of the afternoon on Sunday, 
It's the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off of a monstrous victory on the road at the Los Angeles Chargers. They'll go on the road again, this time facing potentially the best team in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly currently favored by six and a half points, the over under 46 in this one. Corey, what do you think about Jacksonville's resurgence under new coach Doug Peterson? And what do you think Jacksonville's chances are heading into Philadelphia this Sunday? Well, yeah, uh, this is this is one of those matchups that I've been looking forward to. This is actually my favorite matchup this week just because it's two very young quarterbacks that have both won Heisman Awards in the college football ranks, and they're going head-to-head. They're figuring out their new offenses. They both have a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball. Uh, yeah, I just – I love what Jacksonville has been able to do to start this season. They – really handled that Indianapolis team winning that game going away. They shut out Indianapolis, actually, and that's a very tough thing to do, especially against Jonathan Taylor in that offense. Uh, and then they turn around after that victory, and then they really put a hurting on a Chargers team who's a little banged up right now. Uh, but they just didn't give them any room to work, and they really put it on them in that game. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jacksonville this year. I think they're the real deal. Obviously, Philadelphia, they're stacked on defense and offense, so this is going to be a powerhouse team the whole year. So I'm really excited for this matchup. I think Jacksonville has something to prove in this game, and uh, you know they've kind of been a bottom uh, a bottom feeder in this league for a while, and it's really their chance to prove that they are here to play and they're going to play with the big boys and they're going to be able to win against the big boys. So I like Jacksonville in this game. Denver on the road at the Las Vegas Raiders. It'll be Denver and Co- and Russell Wilson going on the road after losing or after getting a one point victory, eleven to ten against the San Francisco 49ers at home on Sunday night last week. Uh, an opportunity for them to put two wins in a row on the board. And Las Vegas coming off of the tough loss at Tennessee last week, really never in the ball game till late. Uh, Las Vegas looking to get their first win of the season. I think this is a must win for the Las Vegas Raiders. I think you see a Las Vegas Raiders team that is dominant from start to finish. I like the Raiders minus the two and a half points. The over-under is 45. Corey, tell me why I'm on the right side here with the Las Vegas Raiders and the minus two and a half. Yeah, like you said, this is a very must-win game for the Raiders. Uh, You and I were both high on the Raiders. We thought that they were going to have a potential to win that division. Uh, and they still do have a chance with the, all of the AFC West teams losing uh, last week and really not gaining any ground on Las Vegas so or uh, or increasing their lead over Las Vegas in the win column. So uh, this is a must win. Uh, they're not they're not too far behind to be able to turn this around. Yeah, an 0-3 start's not ideal for them, especially with the addition they made on the offense on the offensive side of the ball with Devontae Adams. And I think they're they're still trying to figure out how to make that offense work. Hunter Renfro needs to be a bigger part of that offense as long as he's good and back from his injury this week. Uh, but I don't know. It's just – it's all – I think it all falls on uh, Derek Carr at this point. Uh, he's really got to be able to make all of his weapons work. He's got Darren Waller. He's got uh, – He's got Hunter Renfro, and he's got Devontae Adams, so he has plenty of weapons. He has Jacob Jacobs at his running back position, so there's really no excuse for this Raiders team. They really need to come in here and take care of business against the Denver team that really their coach 
hasn't really looked very good this year with his game management and Russell Wilson still trying to figure out his offensive issues. So I think this is a game that the Raiders really need to come in here and prove that they're still a very good team and make things work and get this job done. Yeah, I think the Raiders are in a situation where they just got to get a victory here. Uh, They can't really fall to 0-4. You know what team seasons do when it goes to 0-4 at this point. Uh, So Las Vegas seems like the most desperate team uh, in this situation. Give me the Raiders at home. Uh, Kansas City now goes on the road to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers coming off of both teams coming off of tough losses Uh, at the end of their games. Kansas City on the road at Indianapolis taking the loss. Kansas City, uh, Tampa Bay at home against the Green Bay Packers taking the loss where they were unable to convert a two point conversion at the end of regulation in order to send it to overtime. Kansas City coming into this one. It's a pick 'em type game. I like the road team here simply because Tampa Bay's still struggling to get everybody healthy on the offensive side of the football. I think this is a game where Kansas City comes out and they show their offensive muscle against a really good Tampa Bay defense. I think Kansas City wins this one by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I'm also on Kansas City in this one just because of Tampa Bay just not being healthy yet. Uh, They have all these wide receivers on that offensive side of the ball, but they're really only working with Mike Evans right now. And he was suspended uh, last week for the fight that he had against the Saints. So uh, really, that was kind of how Tampa Bay wasn't able to win that game last week. I feel like if they had Mike Evans and maybe one other receiver other than Russell Gage, uh, then they would have had a better chance of winning that game last week. But uh, moving forward with Mike Evans back and them getting a couple more guys healthy, I think Tampa Bay will be just fine and be able to win that division. But, uh, yeah, I like Kansas City in this one. I don't like the minus one. It's really a pick game anyway. So I'd like to go with Kansas City in this one to win the game. And to cap off week four of the NFL slate, it's the Los Angeles Rams going on the road on Monday night to face the San Francisco 49ers, a divisional matchup in the NFC West. The Kansas City, I mean, the San Francisco 49ers favored by one at home in this one. I'm not sure if the San Francisco 49ers have enough to keep up with the Rams offense. Give me the Rams on the road plus the one point. Uh, I think they win this one by a field goal, and I think the Rams get away, get the job done here. Yeah, I like uh, I like the Rams matchup better than I like the San Francisco matchup. Uh, I just think that they have more athletes uh, uh, and they're they're deeper. They have more depth than the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, it all just depends on how Jimmy Garoppolo comes in and takes command of this offense now that he's back in charge and uh, leading uh, San Francisco. But uh, they're going to have a tough time with the LA Rams defense. Uh, it's always a tough time against them as the former Super Bowl champ. So I like the uh, Rams to come away with the win in that game. Yeah, and talking about the NFL for a second, uh, NFL week three, we saw one division lose every one of their games, uh, and that was the AFC AFC West. Did we, at the beginning of the season, we were so high on the Broncos with Russell Wilson being added, Devontae Adams coming over to the Raiders and a new coaching staff, you obviously know what the Kansas City Chiefs are. You know what the Los Angeles Chargers are. The Los Angeles Chargers have been decimated by injuries to this point, even so much so that they're going on the road to face the Texans this week. And I'm not sure Justin Herbert is at 100%. He struggled last week. Have we had an opportunity to kind of overrate the AFC West to this point? And are is this a division that is as formidable as we thought it was? Or could they ultimately reach 
their their potential and be as formidable as we think they can be. Oh, I still believe that this is the best division in football, just because uh, just because they're just so talented. There's the, each team is so deep in this division. Yes, each one of them's dealing with their own little adversity right now. With the Broncos kind of trying to figure out Russell Wilson and his offense and their coach kind of being shaky with his clock management and just overall game management. And then you have the Raiders who are trying to figure out things on their offense as well. You know, like you have Derek Carr, who's kind of fallen in love with Devontae Adams and he's just trying to force the ball to him way too much. And he's not really spreading the ball around the way that he should he's kind of got Devontae Adams' vision just because it was his college teammate, and he's just so happy to have him there right now. But I think they'll figure that out ultimately, and then they'll be fine. Uh, I think this is still going to come down to, like, one or two games in that division, and that division winner is going to be a very tough team to beat coming into the playoffs. Uh, but, yeah, they're just all dealing with their own little adversities right now. And uh, Kansas City, they're going to be Kansas City because Patrick Mahomes is an MVP-level player. He's one of the top, I'd say, three quarterbacks in the league. So he's going to be able to keep them afloat and keep them competitive at all times in every single game. So, uh, yeah, I think the AFC West will be fine. Uh, I don't think we overrated them at all. I think they're just kind of dealing with things right now, and they're going to figure it out ultimately. One more topic to cover before we get out of here. Do you think the Eagles are the best team in football at this point? I actually do not. I think the Eagles are the best team in football right now. I think it's the Baltimore Ravens just because of how Lamar Lamar Jackson is playing at such a high level right now. And you obviously know we've seen this in the past with uh, with teams not being able to stop a Michael Vick or when Kyler Murray was doing his thing last year before everything kind of sputtered out of control. You know, it's it's really hard to contain these running quarterbacks that can throw the ball really well. And you've seen what Lamar Jackson has been able to do with the ball ball in the, in the first four weeks of the season so or the first three weeks of the season so I'm I'm really liking the Baltimore Ravens just because of the fact that they've played a very tough schedule so far and they've come out with some very solid victories uh they had that tough loss to the Miami uh Miami Dolphins and really Miami has been able to overcome those those late late game stages against the Bills and the uh, Ravens to be able to overcome those uh, those late deficits. And they've had some kind of miracle wins, I guess. But uh, I still like the Baltimore Ravens to be the best team in the league right now. We'll go ahead and cover our betting records. We'll give you our, our betting picks for the week, and we'll go ahead and get out of here. We'll recap our betting cards for the week. Um uh, my my record to this point, 15 and 20 on the season, mortal locks one and one thus far. Your record, Corey, 10 and 21 on the season, no mortal locks chosen by you thus far. Go ahead and give everybody your picks for the week, just to recap. Yeah, in college football, we're going to start off with the Washington-UCLA game. I like Washington in that game with the minus three, so give me Washington minus three. Moving on to the Michigan and Ohio uh, Iowa game, I like the Michigan minus eleven. Then, uh, really, this is a tough game to pick uh, the Kentucky and the Ole Miss game, but I like Kentucky to go in there and be able to cover uh, or uh, get the plus seven and win that game outright. And then Oklahoma TCU, I'm also 
I'm also on uh, Oklahoma minus six and a half. I think they had a very disappointing game last week, and they're looking to rebound from that one. So I like the Oklahoma minus six and a half. And then moving forward to the Alabama and Arkansas game, I think Alabama is going to really flex their muscles on Arkansas and show everybody that they're the team to beat this year. Uh, so, yeah, give me Bama minus the 17 and a half. Uh, and then I said it earlier, I think Oklahoma State is the team to beat in the Big 12, and they're going to be the ones to come out of there as a champion. So I think Oklahoma State is going to go into Baylor and get the plus two and a half and win that game outright. And then I like NC State over Clemson just because I think this is a year where NC State's hungry and uh, I don't like the quarterback play at Clemson at all. So I'm going to go with NC, NC State at Clemson plus six and a half. And did you want me to go ahead and go to the NFL too? Yeah, right go now? ahead and run down your whole slate real quick. Okay. Uh, so Miami at Cincinnati tonight we have – I like Cincinnati minus the three and a half. I think that they're going to be able to cover that. Uh, I really like Baltimore as the plus three, so I'll take Baltimore plus three. Uh, give me Jacksonville plus six and a half. I think that they'll be able to cover the spread. I don't know if they'll be able to win the game, but I think that's going to be a field goal type game. So give me Jacksonville plus the six and a half. Uh, I like Vegas to be able to win at home. They need a uh, they they really need this win. They need to rebound. So I'm taking them minus two and a half. And then I got Kansas City coming into Tampa Bay just because Tampa Bay has all those injuries on offense right now. I like Tampa Bay to uh, not be able to play as well, and Kansas City to come away with that win outright. And then I have the Rams over the 49ers. Uh, that's kind of a pick em game anyway. So i just like the Rams to be able to go into the San Francisco and get the win. Yeah, and for me, I'll go ahead and run down my slate. I like Washington minus the three uh, in college football. Washington minus three and over 64 and a half. Michigan minus the 11. Ole Miss minus the seven. Oklahoma minus the six and a half against TCU. Arkansas plus the 17 and a half against Alabama, Oklahoma State on the road against Baylor. I like plus the two and a half points and give me the Clemson Tigers at home, uh, protecting the home field minus the six and a half points in the NFL. I like Cincinnati tonight minus the three and a half Buffalo minus the three against Baltimore on Sunday and over 51 points in that game. I like Philadelphia minus six and a half. The Las Vegas Raiders minus two and a half at home, Kansas City on the road in a pick them. Uh, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And to round out this week's action, I like the Los Angeles Rams plus one on the road in the Monday Night Affair. Again, this was the No Gray Area podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Again, if you want to like and subscribe, leave a comment wherever you get your podcasts uh, from, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you consume your content, make sure to follow and leave some feedback for us. We'd love to hear uh, from our listeners in the comment section again thanks to Corey cooper for joining me and we look forward to seeing you after a successful week five in the college football ranks and week four in pro football as we head into october next week thanks and have a wonderful day